0: You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com brought to you by Bradshaw and
1: Bryant. Who, me?
2: Well,
1: <laughs> so I'd like to really know if I was married story. to a horror piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> 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 you could just look at her license. <laughs>
3: my
1: special stripe. That
3: was uh, amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
4: Coming by sweet potatoes, onions.
7: Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Personal Injury.com.
0: Bradshaw and Bryant, Michael Bryant,
8: thank you. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard podcast brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had comedian Mo Alexander in studio, talking about being banned from Graceland, next on The Best Of...
0: 1970. So how old was how old was Michael Jackson oh. in nineteen seventy?
5: twelve? No, he no he I think would have been younger than that, right? Probably eight. He this was time. twelve. Was he really? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> oh he was. Okay. He sounds really young for twelve. Indeed. Well, you know, you know,
2: Joe had his. Uh, never man I'm gonna say that. <laughs> Joe, Joe so, uh, had him Joe tied Jackson. tight for till he was like 22. So. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, it was unbelievable that that
0: that whole family thing. Oh man, that was a that was a tough road to hoe right there. Oh my
2: God. Do you know? Okay, so BB King was one of my favorite. Well, Love BB King. So BB uh, King and my grandfather were real tight. Um, oh really? Yeah, dude. I got a picture when I'm like that's fantastic three years old, And it's my grandfather. BB King and I'm sitting right in the middle of them, and I got Lucille I'm holding <laughs> you're holding Lucille yeah Lucille? I'm like three I'm like oh my god that's amazing uh, but uh, so you know BB Dad well, this year at some point yep. uh, you know they got Tito Jackson taking over the BB King band I know I don't Tito? understand that either I have no idea BB the- King to Tito exactly I have no the idea what the, the trend, trend is gone the trend is gone get out of here Tito <laughs> Tito get down <laughs> Tito get- leave that boy alone Tito leave him alone <laughs> Yeah, I don't yeah, I know how that's happening. Yeah, it doesn't. That's
0: that's a little odd.
2: Yeah, it is odd uh, because you know, I'm, as I said, I'm from Memphis, man, and I'm a huge music person. I yeah. live, I live less than a minute away from the, what used to be the original Stax Records. Stax Vote Records. Yes, man. right there. Oh yeah. Now I'm. Mean, I, I I protested when they tore the building down. Oh, you did. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was like '89, and they tore the building down because they wanted some little church. You go, We're going to build a community center, and it stayed yeah. vacant for like 15 years, and then they put put a museum. Uh, but yeah, so I, huge old music. Huge I was going to name some Stax
0: Volt artists, but people wouldn't know, like Rufus Thomas. Rufus Thomas, the
2: Funky Chicken.
0: They, the, <laughs> yeah. the Funky Chicken. But the average person would not know who Rufus nope, Thomas is. No, no they would not. But yeah, Stax Volt Sun Records, of course, obviously
2: was in Memphis, Tennessee. Right down the road from my right house. Down the road from your house, right Yeah, now? right. Seriously. It's like you, you, you go down my street, turn the corner, it's right there. Really? It's right there. Is your house number like. One Mo Alexander Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet.
0: Not yet. Not yet. Soon. Like hey, what's your address? One Elvis Presley Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? That's my address, man. <laughs> uh, you ever
2: been in? You, you been in Graceland? I'm permanently banned. Permanently banned. Yep. What'd you do now? Um, <sighs> I kind of scared a lot of old people. What? Wow. How'd you scare them? Um, okay, so this was before I ever <laughs> No, I'm being dead serious so This is. I'm being dead serious. This was before I ever did stand-up comedy oh, I took okay a, Yeah, I took a friend who wanted to go And I'm like, Ugh, whatever, let's go And um, if you've ever been to Graceland You've been to Graceland, right? Mm-hmm. You know how ridiculous that place is It it's, is ridiculous It's ridiculous And they, gave, they used to give out tours with tour guides I think they still do if you pay enough money But uh, So I'm in this little tour group And I'm the youngest person in the group By like 30 or 40 years and uh, me and my friends are, and I'm just like ugh and every time they say something even though it wasn't a comic I have always had this dark twisted energy about myself oh, yeah. so I made little comments to the whole time cracking up me and my friends and, when, and scaring older white women with blue hair and stuff <laughs> And uh, when you get to the jungle room, the jungle room, you can never go in the jungle room because the jungle room looks like a pimp's car from 1972 exploded onto the walls. It's got the zebra. It's got the, it's the leopard print
7: leopard all the print. way. Yeah, it's
2: going, yeah, leopard, leopard print, print head to the floor to ceiling. Yep. It's wrapped in leopard print. <laughs> and it's the most disgusting thing I've ever it seen. Is.
0: It is.
2: And at that point, I just start, i couldn't hold it in anymore. And I broke out. And this is true. I broke out into uh, George of the Jungle. As Elvis would have done it, including karate kicks. So I'm well, like, George, 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 George here, be whole, and <laughs> I'm doing the whole thing. And this woman falls to her floor, falls to her Aww. knees, and starts crying like, oh my He's god. blaspheming Elvis! He's blaspheming! Aww. And I'm like, Oh my god! For real, this is happening!
5: He's blaspheming Even Elvis! Elvis. She you, said can't, that. you can't She's, blaspheme. Uh, don't tell an you know. old white woman from yeah. the South that she can't <laughs> blaspheme. Whatever. She lost her
2: man. Six security. Guards carried me out really? of that building. Okay. That is insane. Hold on, hold on, the, hold on. Oh, the time. I was twenty one. You're twenty one. Twenty one. I am forty-seven now. And I was the <laughs> hold on. So twenty years later, I mean so ten or fifteen years later, mid two thousands, I have some other friends want to go. I'm like, all right, let's see if I can go back in this building. And they're like, they'll never from they'll never remember you. No. So we go to Graceland again and you gotta walk up the driveway. And this little man on a on a, on a, a golf court, a, a little security guard on a golf court comes up, sir, sir, um, you can't be on the property. <laughs> he still knew you. I am permanently banned from Graceland. Oh. It is one of the happiest things I can say about myself. Yeah, now, no, no, oh. that's absolutely true and I'm trying and see I want to I, I don't know if anybody give me a hookup or going to Paisley Park I'm about to turn into an old blue haired woman because that's my that's, <laughs> I gotta go to Prince's house and I even bring my butt cut out pants I need to go to Prince's house you got butt cutout I got butt cut out pants, cutout pants because I really do because I went as Prince like many years later after he like you know it was like I went to Halloween when yeah, you yeah. Prince like uh, Prince 50 years later after he fallen off gotten fat and all this other stuff <laughs> and I had, I had the butt cut out of my pants and I had a long trench coat on and I had boots on and I had little I, I did the press thing royal I did and when I spin around my butt would open up and, like, and they're like ah! it was awesome so I left those <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying so much but pictures of it on Facebook I got that it was ridiculous thank you now what's the biggest comedy club in Memphis uh, the club in Memphis is called Chuckles Comedy Club oh, right now Chuckles, yeah. Chuckles Comedy Club but the independent scene right there is what I usually do the independent scene is huge because what Chuckle wants to pay me for a week, I can make it a night because of the independent really? scene. Yeah. And now, how do how do they set up the indep? Is, is it an independent circuit or does the same guy own them? No, 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 no. It's the the comics who came up after I did, probably in the mid the uh, early two, the mid two thousand. They actually did a bunch of stuff because there was no club in Memphis at the time, so they started setting up their own shows. They had an open mic that really? runs in memphis on thursday nights it's been going for 12 years and it's packed almost every week really almost every week it's like 300 people in there Man. i'm watching enjoy it from 10 to 15 comics and i go in when i want to and do whatever and like where do they do it at a it, movie theater zone? no 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 it's a bar in memphis called the H cafe okay. do you know who you know craig brewer right yeah, you know sure, yeah. his first movie was a movie called the poor and hungry mm-hmm. that was his very first movie before he got anything else it's about this place, the really? P H. Yes, and the old woman who is own it, who was a character named Wanda, and uh, she seriously, dude, is this? She was hilarious. She had to be like seventy when I knew her, and she had these big, huge May West wigs on and these hats, and she was hilarious. And after she, I mean, that's what this whole she's in that movie, The Poor and the Hungry. Oh, she is. Yeah. So the, Craig Brewer made that first movie about her and that whole little establishment, and had a story with it. And uh, then, of course, he went on to make Hustle and Flow. Another right. Memphis movie. Right. Yeah. So. Hustle and
0: flow, God. hmm. That's been a while. Yes, it has. That's amazing. Now, th- I mean, that's. Do you think you, you, you did what you did, you know, like at, at, at Graceland? But mm-hmm.
2: did you learn how to do that
0: because of your neighborhood?
2: No, I learned how to do that because I was bored. You were just bored? That I, was was bo- I was I'm the only child. I'm the only child. Right. Right. And uh, for a while, <laughs> this is going to sound ridiculous to you, for a while they thought I was mentally handicapped while I was a child. Okay They did. did Like Teachers like and teacher. stuff All right. Teachers And I had epi- I had a childhood From epilepsy And a lot had a lot of problems So they thought I was mentally retarded Because I didn't associate With other people mm-hmm. And other stuff And then they were like Oh no he's a genius Oh we're sorry <laughs> And uh, we thought he was retarded <laughs> we, he, Oh I'm sorry And seriously And they were like We need to move Because my grandmother Taught me how to read When I was like two I was in an encyclopedia So while I went to kindergarten yeah. I'm just like um, Yeah whatever <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. already done all this stuff. Yeah, and was the same
5: way. Yeah, so, so I was way above the uh, reading level of everyone else in my class, and dude, I was like, "I'm so this I'll, is dumb."
2: I was in first grade reading at a twelfth grade Reading level, they're like, "Why is he <laughs> here? We need to move." I mean, and my grandmother wouldn't let them move me oh, up. Oh, they would, Oh, she
5: wouldn't. She wouldn't because he's, too bad. he's Like
2: he's going to be weird enough as it is. Just let him. You know, he'll be bored. We'll find other stuff for him to do. That's how I got the computers.
5: Yeah, and, I don't know if I'd want to be the like the little kid. That's uh, in a classroom full of, you know, pubescent teenagers. No, I wouldn't want that. Yeah, no. No. They'd pick you out immediately.
2: Exactly. I was already weird enough and laughed at the dark stuff that made, you know, I I came up watching Saturday Night Live. So I was was five when the show, six when the show originated. Mm -hmm. So that's who I was at that time, watching that and... Cause they were like, he's gonna be up all night anyway. Cause I didn't have a bedtime. I just did what I did. The house <laughs> is just like, he's fine. He's taking apart a toaster again. He knows what he's doing. It's oh, good... <laughs> there's Andy. Same same story. <laughs> yeah, you get it. You understand it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not and I, I did
5: grow up uh, like. Um, well, how big was the town you grew up in? I grew up in Memphis. Well, just like actually in like, in Memphis. In Memphis, I'm in Memphis a, proper. Memphis
2: pro- I'm in the heart of Memphis. Oh,
5: okay. I am in the heart of Memphis. Yes, I am. Yeah, I grew up in the opposite of the heart of any city. Uh, Out, like, in a farm, kind of. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot to do unless you could drive, which, obviously, as a kid, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, so you had to figure out stuff to do inside and, you know... The no. options were basically video games, computers, that kind of thing.
2: Well, my grandmother was cool. My grandmother was basically raised my mom. And me, my mom and I, were whatever, but my grandmother was the one. Okay, my grandmother. I still to this day think she was a ninja. And I, I, no, <laughs> dude, I'm not. I sound so stupid, but okay. So I, I'm a fat dude, but at the same time, well, before my injuries and stuff, I I was I taught martial arts for like twelve years. Are oh, you did? Yeah, I took it for I took it from nine to twenty one. And from from about fourteen to twenty one, I t- taught people. I was assistant. So anyway, um, so when my best friend, who I call my brother, went to the Marines, he he went to the Marines and learned all this land drills. And I was taking a keto at that time. Okay. So when he came back home, we destroyed my grandmother's house by throwing each other all oh, across the house. God. We were like, oh, oh that is great move! Let me show you this. Ha! Oh. And this woman who was like five foot two came in looked at us for like 10 minutes she's like let me see that one move you just did and I, I showed it to her in slow motion and she's like okay so this is this thing called inside, it's an outside wrist twist and you move like this and she's like let me see if I got this and this woman Grabbed me and did it full speed, full force. The first time, I was literally off the ground like three feet, and she tossed me into <laughs> the couch and just walked away. I'm like, okay, no, no, that don't happen like that. Something's up with this. What? The? And she would do stuff like that all the time. Like she took my butterfly knife. She's like, let me see that butterfly. That's a nice little knife. And I she, oh, show me how to use that. Oh, and yeah. I showed her how to use the thing. And then she took it from me. And then what's called an ice pick drop and I'm just like, Where the hell did you learn? What did you get away from me? She <laughs> So how went. did she know? I don't know. She never talked about her old life. Yeah, well, there, there you go. go.
5: That's
2: what I'm talking about, dude. <laughs> there you go. So butterfly knives huh? semi
5: new, aren't they? Huh? Didn't they didn't butterfly knives originate like relatively recently. Well,
2: I don't I don't know where they originated, but they were in the eighties. That's where I had mine. In the eighties. And that woman knew how to do that thing, like on the first I'm like, you need what <laughs> no. she was so weird, man. She would walk around the house at night with a gun in her hand and hmm. when she'd hear a noise. But like you and me Just what, in we, case. Just, no, no, she'd hear a noise and she like, Somebody better not be trying to break in my house and she would not just carry a gun. She would put a washcloth over the gun in her hand, and she said she did it too because she didn't want to surprise the person she was about to shoot before she shot him.
5: Well, okay. Like,
2: what are you doing? It's just an old lady with a
5: washcloth. This is the old
2: lady <laughs> with a washcloth pointed right at you. I'm like, this woman is ridiculous. But yeah, how, how big was she? She was five foot three, two, maybe. Five foot two. Yeah. Yeah, so when she flipped me and my six foot three, I'm like, "What? No, uh-uh." I mean, cause she went full speed. She just like, "Let me just, no, just pow! No, that wasn't. You knew how to do that before you met me. I don't know what you just There's
3: did. No man. doubt
0: about it. See, I, I used to love you know, grow, growing up as a little little boy. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was Old Jewish Men and Big Mama. Mm-hmm. And Big Mama didn't put up. You know what? I know. Most I know. people
2: don't know what Big Mama is. I know is. Big Mama. See, my, we, yeah. I, I, she wouldn't, She didn't like the name Big Mama. No, like, no, 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 I would imagine. No, no, no. She didn't like that. She wasn't a no, her. No, I can't. I, yeah, no. I understand
0: what you're saying. No. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. They put up with zero crap from anybody. Yeah. I just absolutely love that about them.
2: When she, uh, my mom and her had some issues with each other, and my mom one day was like. That's her daughter? Yeah, her daughter. Okay. She was like, when you die, I'm going to bury you in pink. And my grandmother <laughs> threw a phone. Uh, threw a phone. Not an iPhone. You know the big-ass house, mm, the you house phone. Yeah. She threw a house phone at my mom and said, if you bury me in pink, I'm coming back after you. I'm coming back. When my grandmother died, my mom's car died in the parking lot of the church. And it was there for two days, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. When I went to the bury when I went to the funeral, the, the visitation of the body, my grandmother was in a pink casket, yeah. cake, a pink oh, lipstick, man. a pink dress. <laughs> and when I saw that, I lost my mind and went off. And then I started laughing to death because of like her car won't start. She got vengeance. She knew. She it's got phenomenal.
0: vengeance.
2: We'll be back in just a couple
0: of seconds. We've got one more segment with Mo Alexander. He is at. Royal Comedy Theater, tonight, tomorrow night, and Saturday at 8 o'clock. Be right back, Tom Bernard Show.
2: Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast.
6: Here
1: comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, riding down Santa Claus land.
2: Blixen, blixen, all the of reindeer pulling on the rain. That
8: was Mo Alexander on the Best Of. Coming up next, an exciting tale of kidnapping from Doug Sprinthal. being kidnapped, escaping, kidnapped again, and escaping once more for good measure. It's a great story. Next on the best of. <laughs>
5: Free Fallins' uh, tour. So they're gonna be here uh, tomorrow. You said? Yeah. Um, after that, they're gonna be in Minneapolis for at Famous Dave's on the 15th. Then they're going to Iowa. Then they're coming back here. Mystic Lake. Then they're going to New Jersey. Then they're coming back here. Thank God. Like, why are you doing this? Are they based here?
6: To make
1: as
5: they much money oh, as they oh, can. Oh, they're based here. That's why oh, they come back Oh, that must here. be why.
6: If they're based in Minnesota. Yeah.
5: No, so I just figured it's like, you know, if you're going to do so Well, I mean, they're going to New Jersey, coming back here, then Illinois, then New Jersey again. It's they like, play
6: Harrah's a lot in Atlantic City.
5: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I guess. Well, they, they sound just they like They just
6: them. came back from Vegas.
5: They
0: sound just like them, that's then for they're
6: gonna sure. Be in and they look
5: just like them. Free, so
0: it's called Free Fallen. Yes, and it's that seventy-five words title of your
6: bar. It's just the Superstar Bar. Oh, it's just the Superstar Bar. Okay. I just call it the World Famous Superstar Bar. A World Famous Superstar <laughs> Bar. I I stole and that. Who's from, the superstar? Well, I sold that from Mitzi Shore. So when Mitzi Shore oh, opened yeah, up the yeah. Comedy Store, from day one she called it the World Famous Comedy Store, <laughs> and, and, and it became it became world famous.
0: It did. So I'm, yeah, I'm taking
6: a lesson of taking a page out of Mitzi's playbook.
0: Andy, will you bring up the current headlines? I want to see if anything's happened in the Al Franken situation or any more senators. What is said. this
6: whole thing about Jerusalem, too? Oh, no. no. Oh, yeah, the but Muslims that, are having a that, fit. But, but no,
0: why is nothing he doing
6: Because he said he was going to. But that's news, uh, though, Andy. Well, what, they're not going to give uh, you any headlines. Most Jewish news. people want it, or American Jewish, want it done.
0: Bring up startribune.com if you Just want. Just leave it, it but alone. Why
4: what? start this up? Hmm? I don't understand. I know.
0: Why? Because he wants attention. He is the biggest attention hog of any living human. Well,
6: they, they just weren't mentioning American that he, people want it.
4: he's yeah, I not no, tweeting I as much anymore, and he's tweeting like all these positive messages all
6: of a sudden. Hey, speaking speaking yeah. of attention seekers, I think Betsy Hodges deleted her Facebook page. Did she? Her, her like page is still there, but her personal page is gone. Really?
0: Yes. So I have a question for you. So a lot of American Jews do want Jerusalem named the capital of Israel.
6: Absolutely. Well, all
0: Jews, but basically. They're all Democrats. Why would he care? The ones that I know aren't. Yeah, I think a lot of Jews have moved away from the
5: Democratic Party. I know a lot recently. of Republican
6: Jewish people here in Minnesota, and they, yeah, they, want, they want that capital moved.
5: Well, now that the far left is anti-Zionist. Oh, God. Yeah.
0: At Franken now has the seventh accuser. Uh, he's done.
3: Oh, dear. Now it's
0: seven Did accusers. Did you hear that the, goodbye.
3: the um, victims were just named Times People of yeah, the Year? The
0: Me Too. It was the Me Too people. Yeah, it was not the victims.
3: What? Well, well they were uh, victims. I guess, Yeah. yeah. Sense. I well, guess yeah, so, that's um,
0: right. It was Taylor Swift. She was a victim. Yeah. And then Ashley Judd, she I was a victim. Find her.
3: But no, it's like all the people that have come forward saying.
0: Yeah. hashtag me too.
3: Well, not me. Yeah, everybody did that.
5: No, it was hashtag me too that got the that people
4: the in the That was the movement,
3: year. yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah, all
3: and there of, were no, like
5: hundreds of people in that. Yeah,
3: there were a million. I did it.
5: I don't know
0: what you're... I'm your... not a people
3: of the did year. You know,
0: did you notice there's one woman? You can just see her right elbow. That's the only part of her body you can see is her oh, right yeah, elbow. Oh, yeah, I see that. You see that? It's like, what well, did that's... she do wrong? Yeah, I don't have I don't. Oh.
4: Maybe yeah. she unfriended you. She blocked
6: you. Who's that, Betsy? Maybe she blocked your butt. Oh, why she would, i never hassle her. <laughs> I don't know. I have her mayor page and the bye-bye Betsy page. Only thing that comes up in my search. What's her
0: husband do again? He's the head of the Met he's, Council, or something.
6: He, he's the president of the Met Council for Minneapolis. For Minneapolis, yes, not for the whole Metro. Not for the whole Met, right. Okay. Right. Okay. right? Okay, but still a powerful position. So, what does he do? What? He he plans our. Be a pain in the well, ass. Just like Met
1: everybody else transit. on the Met
6: Council, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. <laughs> well, they, they, they do stuff like but it's all, all wrong. Of them. I I, uh, I was on the I was on our, our hospitality commission. That the city that the downtown council put together, and they had this pro that comes in, and he goes around the whole country, and he rates your city for hospitality and public transportation. And he, he called our public transportation an epic failure to Tanson. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Said, We're on the he, honor system when it comes to the light rail. Well, he, so. he looked at the light rail station at 5th and Hennepin, and he goes, how do you guys ha, have this legally have a, a, tra- a train track I know. three feet from a door's doorstep? I know. A bar's doorstep. <laughs> it, it is crazy. No You walk out, of, You walk out of Sneaky Pete's, you're on the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoops. Like, yeah. you walk out of a door onto the train tracks. Yeah, That's like, true. If you there at last call, all of a sudden, boom. But how's that legal? how did they even get that passed? They just do it. Now that's the problem. Th- that's the that's thing. The they problem. just do things. And now they just did Nicolette Mall. And I have to say it does look Nicolette Mall looks nice. But I'm walking down it yesterday in that snowstorm and they have all these they look like shelter awnings, but the, all the roofs, the ceiling panels are on a tilt like this. They don't do anything. So you walk you get. not only does it not do anything, it actually guides it. They hit you right in the face. <laughs> oh, good. That's what you're looking all for. Right. They're like slant just perfect so that water just hits you directly in the is face. Is just supposed to be for shade? It's just for show. Oh. It is indeed. Art, an art installation.
0: Andy, would you bring up that uh, the rundown on Franken's yeah. story? I just want to see what, what the latest is. Frank, and I'm just story. glad my girl Mary's back.
4: Your
6: girl Mary? Yeah, Maritime Earth's back. Where was she? She oh, took her away. Right. Put her inside the DID building for a while. Oh, okay. The heat is
0: intensifying on Al Franken after another woman, the seventh, came forward with allegations. Kristen Gillibrand, another female Democratic senator, has called on him to resign today. Oh, yesterday they called on him to resign reports The Washington Post. While Senator Franken is entitled to have the Ethics Committee conclude its review, I believe it would be better for our country if he sent a clear message that any kind of mistreatment of women in our society isn't acceptable by stepping aside to let someone else serve. Uh, is it Gillibrand or Gillibrand? I
2: don't know. I think know.
0: it's Gillibrand. I think it is Gillibrand, yeah. Wrote in a statement on Facebook, Senators include Maisie Hirano, Claire McCaskill, and Maggie Hassan. Quickly follow, uh, they followed suit. Here's what else you need to know. As of this writing, 16 Democratic senators, mm. 10 women and 6 men, have called on Franken to resign, including Senator Patty Murray of Washington State, the Senate's highest ranking woman. As calls for his resignation swell, Franken's office announced the senator will make a statement on Thursday. He is done. Elizabeth Warren was
1: not on that list? Of course not. No. I She's, she is I'm the biggest I'm kind of surprised at that, actually. actually. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can understand why Klobuchar is staying out of it. It's kind of a home. Well, it's not about her. Thing. Yeah. It's
0: not about her, so why would she come in? Yeah. One thing I will tell you about Amy Klobuchar, unless it's about her, she never comments. I'm not saying she's a bad person. She's just pretty important to herself.
6: I think she's a bad person.
0: Is she a bad person? I, I don't, I don't know, know her that well.
6: I don't know her at all, but as she comes across, it's pretty self-centered. And
0: yeah, well, she really is self-centered. doesn't care about the greater true. good. You know, do any of them? Not many anymore. Not that not I. Not
6: many anymore. It's
0: I don't see any. Very rare. I don't see it anymore. that people actually care about the, the common Joe and Josephine. They're
6: becoming albino, albino don't
0: say, raccoons. Don't say
1: that next time you have dinner with Paul. Why? Who's he like? He's a huge Amy Klobuchar Oh, I know, thing.
0: he did a TV, TV show. Well, there, it's because she saved,
1: his ass. she saved her ass. From what? We got a letter from General Motors during the uh, bankruptcy. They were going to pull the franchise in Bloomington. And no, we're freaked that, right? out. We're the number two dealer. Uh, Why would the, they pull the franchise our dealership? Because they were They were crazy. I mean, they didn't oh, know God. what they were doing. So she called up Amy Klobuchar, and she she and her staff went to work. She was the head of the Commerce Commission, and yeah, I a week that. later, she got Paul and Andrew out in Washington D.C. And then she just barbecued the CEO of General Motors on TV. How
6: long ago was that?
1: Well, it was in the recession during, oh, during so the bankers in two thousand and
0: nine. Hey, did you tell L.A. Nick you can't get me
5: ride home? I can't
1: give you a ride home. Serious?
5: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's snowing. <laughs> yes. How much?
4: It's snowing, snowing.
5: It's, it's. It was snowing when I was walking That's over. You, uh, Dad, yeah. you need
3: a car that can drive in the snow.
5: I wonder why. I'll be. I wonder
0: where you could buy one. <laughs> yeah, I wonder where you could buy one. You
3: the whole month of December, and then when to put you
0: it. drive back, I have nowhere to put it. We, we have three garage stalls, but Mom filled <laughs> one of them up with all of her treasures.
6: Wait, if you're not Money driving the Mercedes... <laughs> I
1: can give you a ride. I get the Durango. Don't worry about it.
6: I can't walk in the snow, dude. That's why you drive a Subaru. I just
1: change my name to Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Uber, Nick. Excavado Ubertown. Uber. Your new
0: name is Excavado Uber.
1: I drove cab for four years. I,
0: hey, I you did. It.
6: Hey, did you see a cab just got robbed? What? Did you see that footage? No. Yeah, blue and white. Got robbed where? Uh, Northside. Gee, rob really? Really?
0: <laughs> How'd that ever happen? But,
6: the, but the, the driver fought back with a pair of scissors. Oh. Stab, stab. Yeah, so the first guy pulled out. <laughs> I feel
3: like driving in a cab in
6: north Minneapolis, you have to be prepared for, so first guy yeah. pulled for a, anything. first yeah. guy pulled a gun between oh, the seats, God. and the cab driver oh, swatted him out of the way. And then the next guy pulls a knife, and then the cab driver pulls out a pair of scissors.
0: I love this cab fought driver.
6: Back with, fought back and got, nice. got him out.
0: Can we, can we get him on the show? No. I'd love <laughs> to get him on the
1: show. <laughs> no idea. Did
6: I ever tell you my cab driving story?
0: Which one? When you drank a lot?
1: No, 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 no. Probably, <laughs> probably everybody has like four great stories. This is well, one of Oh, I suppose, four. yeah. So it's winter of 79, and there's, a, there's a, a couple that are robbing cab drivers, and they're stuffing them in the trunks and then calling the cops and saying you can get the guy out here. So, And they're all coming off the Dayton stand, 7th and Hennepin. Right. So I, I pick up this couple over by the Hilton, and sure enough, we're in South Minneapolis, 38th and Park. <laughs> Go in an alley, guy sticks a gun right in the back of my head. Oh, well, yeah. just give me your money. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm freaked out, but not concerned because I figured that's the same people and they haven't really hurt anybody yet. But it's 20 below zero. So they stuffed me in the trunk. We're driving what? down, what where, turn? Now where was this? Stuffed well, you in
4: the trunk? Yeah, yeah so we're at 30. They did everybody shut up let me tell this story
1: (laughs) so we're at 38th and park in south minneapolis they stuffed me in the trunk and it's colder than hell and i'm thinking we should
0: point out that you're not exactly a
1: tiny guy well and but this was a ltd i mean it's 1979 all cars were enormous yeah that's true but it's cold in there and i'm thinking you know what (laughs) i'm gonna get out of here and next time he stops, I'll just jump out of the, the trunk. So I pull the taillight out so I can see, and it's got a wire that goes to the trunk latch, and so I short it out inside another one, and my plan is oh, just to hold boy. it shut. My we're, we're driving down the cross town. as it turns out. The trunk flies open. He pulls over, sticks a gun in there, and says, do that again, I'm going to shoot you, slams the trunk. So we drive around about another 20 minutes, and I don't know where we are. We're in the short north side, as it turns out, like Glenwood somewhere around there. Yeah, yep and I hear him talking. and I can't quite hear what they're saying but the woman gets out leaves and he drives a little bit farther and then he pulls over and he gets out of the car and I'm waiting for you know I think it's a long time but it's probably a minute well he's turned the key the lights off so I can't I can't uh, electrically open the deal, but there's a snow brush in there, so I jam out one of the (laughs) taillights, and there's three, like, 12-year-old girls in front of this neighborhood grocery store. And I'm like, come on, okay, come on, let me out, let me out. And she goes, how do I let you out? I said, in those days, we left a key sticking in the outside of the trunk with a chain on it, so it would be easier to get luggage in and out at the airport. So they let me out of the trunk, and I just get on my feet the guy comes out of the grocery store with a bag full of money. His gun out in a mask, job. Oh and he's looking at me and he's looking at the girls. He goes, get in the trunk!" F- <laughs> so it's back in the trunk to go. And now I'm starting to get a little bit concerned. Yeah. I would imagine. So we wind up over in what was the old projects behind Munsingware? like Bryant fourth and They're yep. called
0: Bryant Projects, yep.
1: Middle of the street, he says, all right, get out of the trunk. And he's standing Uh-oh. like this far away. He's got the gun like this. What kind of gun? I, it was a revolver okay. Okay. I'm not a gun guy Type. but it was the kind that can kill you <sighs> mm-hmm. the kind yeah. that can kill you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so yes. I'm thinking and now I'm, re- I, I'm scared and I'm thinking I got one chance maybe I can knock this gun out of his hands blah blah blah, blah. all of a sudden before I can do anything he goes get the f*** out of here and he threw the keys at me and he took off running
0: oh my god
1: oh my gosh you just oh.
6: cursed on the air
4: Oh, I did Darn
0: it You <laughs> did a few But I got it Shoot Malina's got some editing To do so now Because of So what's going through
4: Your dog. mind The first time He's a get in well, the truck yeah. Well because okay. they, They've done this Like
1: five or six times Before you think it was The same cops people tra- Well yeah It was a young Black couple In downtown Minneapolis Right before Christmas That's when Robbery goes up Around Christmas yeah. time yeah, Especially, a lot of right people losing, oh, especially okay. during A recession are getting mail Robbed right
6: now right. Tons yeah. of people are. No So you know I was
1: worried But you know I'm also 19 years old you're kind of bulletproof in your 19 for the most yeah. part. How scary
6: would you be today?
1: Well, I wouldn't drive cab today. Would be
6: stupid? <laughs> you know I'm saying if that happened to you today, you'd be pretty scary, huh? I don't know. Well, You'd be yeah. dead probably.
1: But, you know, you can only yeah. keep jacked up for so long. So I'm in the, and I did get a little concerned when the trunk flew up in the crosstown and he waved the gun at that. me. I'm like, oh yes. God. I could I see think. concern. i to rethink this a little
6: bit. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a dangerous
1: profession
0: it is it yeah. absolutely is
1: it wasn't too bad back then because they had they had just it wasn't inve-
6: too bad except for well, my kidnap yeah <laughs> <Just laughs> <back, kidnapped.
1: laughs> remember really, it
6: was just in, remember <laughs> <laughs> <in the '70s, laughs> three times in one day it wasn't that bad so
1: they just they had just invented crack right and that's you know so know. in the 80s oh, things got really tweet. really bad so you were into that <laughs> no <it wasn't> that.
7: <laughs> Made it
3: way more fun. <laughs> I was
1: strictly a heroin dealer. Right? <laughs> That's all that I would do. I <laughs> was totally into natural.
6: Did the crack sweep literally come through Minneapolis like it did South Florida? And... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did oh it...
1: yeah, absolutely. It right? Well, we it destroyed the, the Bryant project.
6: Yep. I was Thanks in West Palm Never when been... it came through, and it, it really West Palm. It took down Dixie. Like if you were on the west side of Dixie, it was just boarded up. The only thing that survived mm-hmm. was the east side of Dixie survived. You're right. It, yeah, it, yeah, West Palm was a bad back. place It still for hasn't recovered. It, it, the it's West coming back.
4: He's it's still, definitely coming back. It is coming back, yeah, it finally. Is coming back. Mm-hmm. But it's been 30 years. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it has. It's been a long time. So Doug survived, and now he's on the Tom Bernard Show. Uh, <laughs> to tell the,
4: the tale.
1: And, <laughs> Everybody's got four good stories, right? And Melina's
0: over there going, damn, Doug, now i got to edit all day. There
1: was just one word. No, no
0: two. Did two? I did it twice. Sorry. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard I was show. excited.
8: <gasps> Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast that was a tale of danger and intrigue from doug sprinthal coming up next closing out the show we're opening up the oh, all the way back to episode 97 with Jonathan Scott, star of Property Brothers. Next on The Best Of.
0: Our special guest on today's show, Jonathan Scott. Woo. Jonathan, how are you, sir?
7: I think you can do better than that. I think, uh. I think you should be bigger. All
0: right, here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... The lovely and talented Jonathan Scott.
7: Yeah! Is that better? That that was that was much more monster truck rally. I like okay. <laughs> well, yes. what, what we strive style? for.
0: It was monster truck, and by the way, I'm sorry, but I have a bit of a cold. I don't. Uh, He's
4: not faking his. I'm voice. I'm not
0: faking my voice. It's just I have a cold. That's so
7: that is. Deep and sexy, and I'm sure the ladies listening
0: would love it. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That's that, that's the best news.
7: <laughs> Thank that goodness. I could have done.
0: You know, I, I must tell you something, Jonathan. Um, watching your shows, and first of all, HGTV has been around, you know, for several years. And, and my wife, and my daughter, are watching all these separate shows, and so now I um, when
4: we're not around, by when, the I, when way, they're not even around, I caught you. Like my my wife. <laughs> Well, they HGTV. do. They
0: do catch me. I mean, that's the. Here I, I'm sitting at home by myself. I, you know, I got a 26 year old son and a 24 year old daughter, and I'm sitting at home. Oh, what are you doing, honey? Well, I'm just watching Jonathan and Drew here. Just be
8: quiet. Uh,
7: the, the problem is when they say when your wife says, "Well, I'd rather fall asleep to Jonathan." That's when you know there's a problem. now, so, <laughs> like, oh, this is okay?
0: Yes, it's absolutely true. No, I got to be honest as a guy, you know, because. I, I'm not assuming that, that a lot of women watch uh, HGTV, but but as a guy,
3: yes, we do. You what? can. Well, yeah, he Doesn't I, want to assume. Just, uh, uh, i don't want when just. don't assume. You make an ass out of you okay. and me. Sorry.
0: Exactly. But in, in any case, I'm fascinated. You had a show on. Well, you had a, a marathon a couple of days ago on HGTV.
5: Property.
4: There Father's were several. Marathon.
0: He knows. There were several shows in a row. And what's funny is I, I'm not handy at all. I'm like the worst on earth
3: and he's not lying
0: and i'm not lying he to put
3: you. in a new light bulb the other day and it was a big deal we were he, taking
4: pictures he, yeah he tweeted about it
7: <laughs> thank you so turn your house down by putting a light bulb in i don't get it
0: no it was not easy i tried my best so Jonathan, by the way my wife Catherine is on the show our Hello. daughter alex Hello. and our son andy uh mm. we do the show together Family on a daily basis but you went to this house and there was a, a guy with a shaved head and it was a guy with the '80s lighting in his hallway. You know the show I'm talking about.
7: Uh, that that would be a while back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back.
0: That guy. If I would have been you, I'd have punched him.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
7: I did... learned something the hard way. Uh, that it doesn't bode well if I'm punching clients. Cause they're <laughs> Probably yeah. not. So,
0: Well, I mean, and your brother, too, uh, you go from house to house to house. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like that. I want a detached garage, but it has to be really detached. Well, this one is detached. It's got a breezeway. Well, that's not really detached. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to fly to Vancouver.
3: Yeah, I feel like your show is you deal with the most difficult people out of any of the HGTV shows. I find myself most of the time being like, these people are obnoxious. How do you deal with them?
7: Well, let's be honest, if it's, you know, the biggest investment of your life, uh, you, you probably want to have some input. And, uh, right. you know, ev- everyone always says, you know, you say, oh, I would never be like that. I, would I guarantee you, if I talk to your realtor, you did something that was annoying. <laughs> so <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind. I put myself in their shoes. I've done it a million times. Um, and most of these houses we filmed in either Austin, Texas. Uh, or we were filming in Toronto, um, and it's the same. Wherever we're filming, we find we get different characters, different people, but the, the basis is the same. People want their dream home. They're sort of living in the clouds. They don't know what they can afford, and they definitely don't see the potential in a house that needs to fix up.
0: Well, I'm sure that's true, but I was shocked at this. And I'll get off this episode. I, I don't mean to linger, but it just shocked me because, first of all, it's revealed you have cockroaches. Dead cockroaches in the walls. Then you got a leak. This leak has got mold everywhere all over the place. It's, un- it's unbelievable. Then we found a dead rat in the ceiling that chewed through some wiring. And then you show the carcass of the dead rat. And I said, what what we got next? Is Wolverines or what the hell? You-? I mean, Bats. how could you not know you had all this stuff in your house?
7: I think we need to move you past this episode. I to use a light in another episode. Yeah, no, I, I will admit this is how I get my thrills because you know it, sometimes they're long days, boring painting, doing, exploring, whatever you're doing. So if I could show a uh, petrified rat carcass to somebody to <laughs> in their house, hey, I'll do it. it up.
0: <laughs> well, it looked kind of ghostly, actually.
7: It, it, well, the fight it sounds horrible, but the funny thing was. You can see that it was stuck in the position of biting the wire. Oh,
0: God. You have this huge rat nest in your ceiling. And as a matter of fact, there's a petrified rat up
7: here. So I'll I'll give you a little insight into that episode, something that we didn't show. Oh, good. Uh, So that episode was filmed in Texas. And uh, the the homeowner, I guess, had a raccoon living in the wall. Right. And it had been in there and it was making a mess. It was digging around. And uh, I guess at one point he was so fed up that he just pulled back the paneling on the wall, stuck a handgun in the wall, and started firing. <laughs> it down, what? Either to scare it away or to solve the problem? But, uh, Yeah, that's, that, that's not the best way to prevent getting holes in your plumbing.
0: Yeah, they put holes in the plumbing. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, again, the patience that you two show on that on that show. It's amazing because, and I understand why, uh, you know, if you're in a mess like that and the wife would come home and you're right in the middle of the remodel and she's seeing the roaches and the rat. Yeah, and the, that's disgusting. There was something else, too. It's not only mold and rats and cockroaches. There was one other element that I'm like, holy God. Um, I, th-
4: I think it was the possibility of a raccoon. I think that they she said just, something about the raccoon.
0: She just said, I, I, don't, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be around this. Yeah. Now, that part, Jonathan, that's got to be pretty... Uh, kind of a, a touching thing. This woman... Well, I, I, I was raising my little baby... Because they had a cute little kid. And they were raising their little kid around all this filth and garbage and... But
7: they didn't know it was there, but though.
0: But they they said they I'm didn't gonna
7: know go, it. I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that you don't like to get your hands dirty. I, not at all, man. <laughs> and so Drew's probably your favorite brother.
0: Yes. No, no, it's not true. To, no, that's, that's actually not true at all. Because I admire people who can work with their hands. But... By the same token, Drew, I mean, when they, he took him around, those guys around to look at houses, I, sorry, when he took other people, I told you I moved I moved on from that episode. So now this is a different couple he's taking around, okay? Yeah. They they show all these houses, and I made a comment. The first house I went to was like, really? That house is only $700,000? That's a really, really nice house. And they're on TV going, I don't like this place at all. The kitchen's too old, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, man, I don't know where you were. You must have been in... In, in Texas. Are, uh, is housing cheaper in Texas? Because it's not cheap in Toronto, is it?
7: Yeah, it's, it's hard for people to re- understand. You know, when we're shooting in somewhere like Toronto, I can get the exact same property in Toronto, um, in Austin, Texas, for a quarter of the price. Right. Really? Or in Vegas. We live in Vegas. So, you know, the same property that I can buy at home in Vegas, it would cost me, yeah, four times the price to do it in Vancouver or Toronto or, you know, New York or something like that. So... It's uh, it, it's tricky because the, the ideas are the same. You know, what we're trying to do, the methods we do to approach getting a home. Um, but, obviously, the, the the budgets and the price point are quite a bit different.
0: I would see these houses, and, and they would go from house to house, and I'm like, well, now this house is $625,000. It looks like it, it should be worth, like, $2 million. I mean, to yeah. me. Because Minneapolis-St. Paul uh, housing prices are not low either. you are the really high. The housing here is very expensive. Yeah. But so so I would I sit there, and you're you're back working on their old house, and Drew's got them in the new houses, and I, I just want you to know, the frustration that you cause this guy, sitting back in Minneapolis, because I I just want to come down and be like your security. <laughs> I'm, well,
7: I, I'm not trying to stress you out. And, uh, you know, I, I while I'm in, you know, in Minneapolis, I'll uh, I'll offer a free shiatsu massage. I'll, I'll walk across your back. And that'll chill you out. That's cool.
4: No, I, I, I think you can take care of. Himself. I have to ask. Uh, this is the number one question when I um, tweeted that you were going to be on the podcast. The uh, the women they all want to know: Are you guys single? I'm sure you wow. get this all the time.
7: What? What's it? What's it worth? <laughs> My <laughs> this is some valuable God. information here. Uh, I am. I am single. Yes. Okay. uh Drew is dating uh, a wonderful woman, and uh, so the great thing is she cooks all the time for him. So I get all the free meals and stuff like that, and then I don't have to put up with anything else. So
0: nice, good. That's a nice touch. How How do you guys? I mean, you're brothers, obviously you're identical twins, uh, but but you do communicate very very well. On uh, you know on Property Brothers, it would seem to you guys hit you must hit bumps in the road. It's like, well, no, I, you know, I don't, Drew, I think you're wrong, or Jonathan, I think you're wrong about this. But I haven't seen much of that watching the show.
7: Yeah, we we, we communicate pretty well, it's usually because I use smaller words. <laughs> uh, has no problem picking up on that. Uh, no, we have a no BS policy. We we tell each other that if there's something that's bugging us, we get it out. We don't you know create those awkward, annoying situations where you're frustrated with each other. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to the design side of things, that's, that's my my game, and that's what I've been doing for a long time. So Drew will just give me the, the free reign to, to run with my ideas. But, um, you know, he knows the market inside and out, so if there's something that he said should be in a property, um, I trust in his judgment. And, uh, yeah, our, our business relationship has, has flourished because of that. You know, we, just, we don't, you know, get stuck up on something that, you know, people always say it's it's difficult to work with family. You know, you're going to argue, you're going to fight. It doesn't work. Our family, there's no drama. Everybody's brutally honest with each other, and it works.
0: See, that's a nice, that's a very, very nice touch. Good parenting.
7: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: Hey, what's this Uh, whole thing about you being an illusionist? You've created some
7: illusions well how do you think i actually get these designs done So, fast? <laughs> it's all an illusion I, uh, yeah i'm illusionist i used to perform in vegas I, I started performing as a kid and won all kinds of awards and i love performing live on stage and uh so that same creativity is uh well actually that's how i started building too because i used to build my own props i did all the woodworking and and uh the metalworking. and so that segued into the creativity of doing these designs on houses and when I went after university, I went back to school for construction and design and um, sort <coughs> of took our, our business to the next level. But I still perform every now and then on the side, and I enjoy that.
0: Jonathan, do you know Louie Anderson?
7: I don't know him personally. I know of him.
0: He was raving to me about you uh, several years ago. He said, You have got to see this guy. He, oh, he, really? Oh, yeah. He was just raving about how, 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 what a talent you are.
7: Uh, it's probably because I have. Uh, blackmail photos of him, and so I, you know, <laughs> yeah that's to right. say good things about me.
0: No, he was, he was very complimentary, but uh, nice. it's, another thing about watching your show is you go through and do the, the uh, rebuilds of these properties. People are living in these properties, and they go, I'm looking, and it's like, oh, it's kind of a dump, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> nice. But then you, you go through the whole thing, and you stage it, and you, you do all the repairs you need to do, and People's showers seem to be always, the showers always screwed up somehow. And then you make these magnificent showers in, the, in their old space. And then at the end of the show, you go, Well, I think we're going to do pretty well because it only costs 35 grand. I was like, I couldn't get like a toilet cover for 35 grand in Minneapolis.
7: Yeah. Exaggeration. don't understand. They, when you're watching the show, so on Property Brothers, you only see three to four rooms. So the, the budget and the timeline that we're, we're dealing with on the show is only for those three or four rooms. And we generally do the entire house, but we don't film the rest of it. For the, for the network, they only want three or four rooms. Oh. Um, and even at that, I don't charge for my time. Drew doesn't take a commission. So, um, yeah, it's, it's the budget that, you know, we try to make them as, as realistic as possible because this is what people are actually paying Taking into consideration, of course, that they're not paying for my time, which generally, if I was a contractor, I'd be billing for my time in addition to all of the other trades. So it's, it's fairly accurate as to, you know, all of the other expenses for the plumbers, electricians, the material, things like that. Um, but, yeah, you, you're not paying for me. And sometimes I can get some stuff for free for them as well, and that just is sort of like a cherry on top.
0: Well, then, yeah, you go, go ahead. Yep. I was just to say, you, you go to these different shops. Uh, uh, I don't know if they're bargain shops or what you would call them. Some antique stores, some of these are like reclaimed furniture stores, whatever looking for things. And they, they end up being really, really nice once you recondition them.
7: Oh, there's, there's so much beauty. I mean, and a lot of the, the products that we uh, use or, uh, today, they're, they're not built like a lot of furniture pieces. They're not built as, as good as they were back in the day. Right. You so, know, you know, it's nice if you can find some, some old piece, some antique piece that comes with a little bit of history and, you know, I don't know how many times clients say to me, there's there's no way, there's no way that you could do that. It's not, it's never going to look good. I have done this so many times. Watch the show. Stop right. questioning me. It'll right. look good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there is a lot of that when the husband, the husband does say, uh, you know, that's, well, you and Drew will come to them and say, your house is worth $225,000. Oh, no, that's way under market value. That's You're wrong. It's way, way under. Then they start finding, like, you know, forest animals in the walls. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> and they just don't believe you when you tell them, no, no, this is really how much it's worth right now. It's not what it will be worth later, but that's what it's worth now.
7: I thought we got past that episode.
4: Oh, I thought... <laughs> he just can I've can't. seen in another episode. <laughs> he can't let it I'm him telling
7: you. I know, loud man. No, you're right. It's true. It's, it's the same with the property. Everybody right. is always biased about their own situation. They always think that their house is nicer than everybody else's. And if you have a realtor that comes in or a contractor that comes in and, you know, they're just blowing smoke, it's, it's not helping you. This, this is a major, major investment, and you want to get the most money out of it. So somebody's saying, oh, yeah, I think I can get you, you know... 400000 500000 for your home, knowing in the back of their mind that it'll never happen, well, all they're doing is they're setting themselves up to disappoint you. So we tell them, and there's a lot that goes on that you don't get to see because we can't have the camera shooting 24-7, um, but we tell the homeowners, you know, to be honest, we're going to come in here and we're going to be brutally honest, and some of this is going to be hard to hear, but you have to hear it. This, this is how, you've you got to take the emotion out of it and think of it like a business transaction. And, you know, people can't argue with the fact that our process works on buying and selling these houses, this process we've come in. Some of them have been, they've been trying to sell for a year with no interest, and we'll go in, do less than $10,000 of a makeover, and, and usually less than two weeks, and the house sells with multiple offers on the first day. So, you know, I don't know what that tells you. It tells me that our process works. <laughs> Yeah, okay. there's
0: no question about that.
4: Well, it for sure does. I mean, kitchens and baths sell houses. I, I'm a real estate agent also, by the way. And the hardest part of the job to me is telling people what their house is worth because they just, they, like you said, they're emotionally attached to it and they think that their house is worth much more than the identical house next door. Yeah. Yeah.
7: And so the funny thing, you know, I, and we have a lot of things that we've done uh, over the years, strategic marketing, things like that, that really helps and we like to use technology with cutting-edge technology, both on Property Brothers and in our real company. But um, I always said to people, you know, they said, well, this house down the street sold for this, and, and my house is just as nice as that, and this one down the street sold, and it's just as nice. I said, okay, well, walk me through this. If I'm a buyer and I'm coming into this community and you tried selling your home, if your home is the same price basically and just as nice as all these other ones, What's going to make me put an offer on your house over top of these ones? It's not going to be the high tension power lines running through your backyard, <laughs> and it's not going to be the massive, you know, marijuana grow up in the basement. No. These are the things that you have to take into consideration.
0: Yeah, I do have Which, to ask you. a
7: Great way to supplement your income.
0: Yeah, I would imagine that's true. Uh, one question is kind of a kind of a uh, HGTV rookie. You know, I've been watching for several months now, but now. The show, the show that I was sitting the, the mar- watching the marathon uh, uh, was called Buying and Selling, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Now, there's a, is there a different show called Property Brothers, or is it yeah, the same show? It's a different show. That's, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, yeah, how if, many shows?
7: Did, you weren't sick of us already? No <laughs> so More. In fact, there's another one coming dun, 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 in the summer. So. Oh, Keep your eyes open. We're eventually taking over the network
0: and then the world. <laughs> yeah, because there was a buying and selling uh, marathon on a couple of days ago. It's just, to, like I said, for for someone, and again, I Catherine won't let me touch a hammer because I would destroy things. I yeah. just, I, I'm not good at it. It's for the best. It is, yes, it, that's the best way to put it, Jonathan. It is for the best that I don't repair anything. But it's fascinating for me to, to sit and watch you guys do the work that you do and, you know, having been through, Catherine actually, we live in a house that Catherine designed uh, with an architect. She did a really nice job. Very, I, very I nice job. I didn't do the
4: drawings. Thank you, honey.
0: Uh, it's probably <laughs> worth a lot more money than you think it's worth. No. <laughs> no, just kidding. But it's, it's great stuff to watch. I mean, I watch Matt Minster. you know Matt Minster? No. He does bath crashers on DIY and HGTV. He's got a show I'm on.
7: Not, I don't actually watch TV. <laughs> you, you honestly never watch TV? working. I'm, I'm busy. We do 52 constru- I have 52 construction projects a year oh just god. for these two shows. In addition to my own investments with Drew. So, oh my I, god, I don't watch much.
0: What's well, too bad because these guys. If you ever get a chance, you'd like it. And yeah. they get, like, uh, bath crashers, they have kitchen crashers, they have all these... But yeah. it, it's just, it's fascinating stuff to watch for me because I have no talent in that area whatsoever. Like, the way you stage uh, uh, houses, the way you and Drew stage houses is fascinating to me because the first pictures I see, the house looks terrible, and then we get to the end and it's like, my God, uh, that's, that's, like, wonderful.
7: I feel like we're having a bromance. <laughs> yes. Yes,
0: yeah. that's exactly right. A little bromance. Catherine. I
7: think it's- excuse me our uh, our show is uh, <coughs> i'm getting so emotional here uh, our show is uh, the most male viewed show on the network which is great
0: <coughs> yeah i can see that you
7: know, obviously our predominant audience is female but uh we we have really expanded the the viewership of hgtv we've brought in a younger viewership as well as more men and it's, i think it's because our show it's not too stuffy no. uh, we take the job seriously but not ourselves so we have a lot of fun and And online, if you go on to HETV.com, there's all kinds of web content that they put on there, funny behind-the-scenes stuff, um, and it shows you a different side, too. So that's something that I usually recommend that people go on and and check that stuff out if they want to see what what happens when the cameras stop rolling.
0: I want you to do me a favor, too. Um, And you can just throw, as an aside, not on camera, but just when you you bring the, the wives into the house, the women into the house after it's been staged, could you tell them Tom in Minneapolis does not want to hear you go? Oh wow! <laughs> I know. It's like, wait, you have to seriously shorten no those sentences up, lady. But so they,
7: th- these are the things that we hear all the time. Wow, or is this the same house? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> these are all things. And the funny thing is, so ma- the majority of the people that we have on our show, on, whether it's Property Brothers or buying and selling, um, you know. We have a network of realtors that are looking for people who are, you know, fitting that scenario, and these are people who have not seen the show. So it's a little easier to surprise them with the format because they've never seen the show before. Right. You know, some of these people have seen the show, and so it's a different approach. But even when these are people who have never seen the show, they've never seen another family react, they say the exact same thing. (laughs) So it's ingrained in our minds, I think, the same few words.
0: And the women always put the... uh, They always go... Oh wow, wow, <laughs> wow!
7: Well, you, you know, there's an A at the end of that.
0: I didn't know that. See, I, I'm, you know, I've been in the business my whole life. The I, I had no wow, wow. For you and I, it's silent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good. To, yeah, that's right. So for you, it will be a silent letter.
4: Well, you're uh, doing a stint at the Mall of America, right? You're coming to Minneapolis.
7: We are. We're going to be in Mall of America. I was laughing because somebody said to me last <laughs> last weekend because Drew and I are very. Uh, interacted with our fans through social media. So if people want, they can always ask questions. We answer the questions directly um, on our Facebook and Twitter. And uh, somebody messaged me the other day at uh, Mr. Silver Scott, and they said, uh, I saw you at Mall of America. I was so excited, and I, I didn't have time to take a picture, but I'm just glad that you're in Minneapolis. I messaged back and I said, that was a cardboard cutout. (laughs) I
3: don't don't get
7: there until the end of the month, but we're we're actually doing a lecture. We're going to talk to people about how to get the the most bang out of their buck, talk about cost-saving initiatives they can do in their home, and how to stage the home to sell. And then we're going to do a lot of making fun of Drew, which is the most popular part of it. Sure. And uh, and then we'll sign some autographs. So I think we're there. I believe it's 28th through the 30th, somewhere in there that we're at Mall of America, so people should all come out, and it's going to be a blast. We're going to have a lot of
0: fun. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 28th, 29th, and 30th. That's exactly right. Um,
7: I'll expect to see you there, and we'll get to the bottom of this this, this episode that just (laughs) frustrated the hell out of you.
0: I just wanted to get my hands on that guy and go, could you be happy about something? He
4: tosses, he turns. These
0: people are breaking their back for you. Your wife is, you know, you've run her through the ringer, uh, and he just didn't like anything. No matter what you did, he didn't like anything about it.
1: Um,
7: well, I will tell you this. I say, you know, we ne- we tell people that... Because sometimes, you know, when the cameras are rolling, people start to say things because they think that's what we want to hear. We always tell right. them, we don't want any actors. We want people just right. to ex- express what you want to express. And if you're naturally a total jerk, then you're going to come across as a <laughs> total jerk. But mostly families, they've been fantastic to work with. They're really great. You're just seeing, you know, what is generally... You know, up to uh, buying and selling, you know, four or five weeks of work all crammed into one hour. And so you're getting the most emotional points, you're getting the highs, the lows. So that's why I think sometimes it comes across as a little bit more than, you know, generally this is spaced out over four or five weeks.
4: Well, it's still very stressful having, you know, workers in your house and buying and selling houses. It's all very stressful to people.
7: Exactly. So, and, and, and awkward, too, because we usually do the renovations nude. So. Yeah, I
0: didn't notice that.
7: <laughs> yeah, belt sanding dude is just not
0: it's not good. <laughs> I uh, not don't take this personally because I don't mean you, but people have a hard time trusting a lot of contractors. Uh, like I, this friend of mine was building a house, and he'd he go and look at his house, and he'd see all this sheetrock in the dumpster. And of course, what this guy was doing to him was buying a tons more sheetrock throwing some of it away, and you'd still, of course, upcharge the sheetrock to the home builder. Or home, bu- uh, Yeah, the person buying the a home. Is that fairly common in the industry, do you think?
7: The unfortunate thing is when you think of how much money people spend on buying a home renovating a home, um, you know, instantly the light bulb goes on for these, I won't call them con artists, but just, People that are looking for a way to make a quick buck. Right. Uh, what you always want to do is, and, and I have a thing on my Facebook page. Um, it's how to find a contractor. Who's your contractor? It's under the Scott Logic album. Um, you want to look for about three quotes usually, and you want them to be reputable people who have professional affiliations. So the more designation somebody has, or if they're affiliated with a new home warranty program or uh, the Better Business Bureau. The more affiliations they have, the more it shows that they're setting themselves up as a career and not just doing these as a one-off job. Right. Um, and that way you know they're going to stand by their warranty work. Um, and, and the quality is usually better, too. But, yeah, you'll, you'll get people that will try everything and anything. One of the biggest things we usually see is people will underquote a job just to get it, knowing that they're going to tell you down the road, oh, oh no, there's a bunch more going on here. Right. Unfortunate um, fortunate in the fact that I've never gone over budget on my original quote. Sometimes we'll come across something that, you know, is completely unexpected and, and we end up having to add something to the job. But generally, I always have a contingency, and the older the house is, the higher the contingency. Um, usually all of the work ends up coming in uh, inclusive of, of that contingency, or I have to refund the contingency. So, it's you know, it's, it's smart to make sure that contingency is built in. And if a contractor is telling you that we don't need one, that's a red flag. If they're telling you that the contract's not going to be in writing, that's a red flag. Um and yeah, it's anything that makes you uncomfortable. You should be allowed to ask questions. If they don't want you to ask questions, get rid of them.
0: Yeah, that makes complete sense. That makes complete sense. Now, I do have to ask you. You have these shots of these people. Basically, you and Drew go to them and you say, "Okay, well, you have decisions to make tonight. You don't have a lot of time to make these decisions." Who whose idea was it to do the paranormal activity? uh, Like. Close in, you know, you know the other shots I'm talking about, like the guys at two well, like two the o'clock morning.
4: Cam or whatever, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like the
7: handy cam. Yeah, like, yes. Like a shot.
0: I don't know what um, I'm. I don't know. I'm losing my mind. I, I can't decide. I love those shots.
7: It's a, the... He's a whole. I'm so scared. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, those are. That's something that the uh, the producer puts in there. She really wants to get because sometimes homeowners will act different when Drew and I are around and. You know, they've seen us on TV, or they, you know, they're just—they're they're all smiles and giggles star, star. Uh, until we leave, and then they have the holy beep moment where they realize I—I I own two houses. All of a sudden, I yeah. need to yeah. sell this one. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's the confessionals that they get.
0: I think it's just a wonderful touch in the show. Whoever the producer is and who's ever the idea, because it it just it adds to the show because they look like they're terrified and they have to get up in like four hours to make their decision.
7: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's we fascinating. Like to put the fear of God in
0: them. <laughs> the fear of God. Oh, there it is. I have to put a big close in for you now, Jonathan, because I, we did the big open, so we have to put the big close in there as well. Now, I, I want you to know seriously that I, uh, the entire family enjoy, really enjoy the show. I, and like I said, buying and selling. I watched the entire. I think I watched like seven episodes in a row. I, you know, you were sick of me by the time I was wa- done watching them. I could sense it. I'm like, this guy. <laughs> I said, would you, sir, turn your television off. We're sick of doing this for you. Go away and do something else. But no, the show is very, very well done. You guys come off very well. You come off as very knowledgeable, uh, very patient people. You're much more patient than I could ever be. Uh, it's The show's just done very, very well. It, it's done. I'm
7: actually, I'm being ordained as a saint. So
0: saint uh, Jonathan. I think there already is a Saint Jonathan. So how about Saint Silver?
7: Yeah, that, that works. That That's a good man.
0: one. That's you can do <laughs> <one>. <laughs> you can do Saint Saint Silver. So again, Mall of America on the twenty 29th, and thirtieth of of the month. You'll have a good time uh, out just there. It's going
7: to be one big party.
0: Yeah, you will. You'll have a really, really good time, very receptive audience. uh, And you have a lot of fans here in the Minneapolis St. Paul area.
8: Absolutely. No
0: question about that.
7: This is our first chance to get out there, so I'm expecting to see uh, it'll be a great first impression if everybody in the city shows up.
0: (laughs) I think everybody will. There'll be, uh, I have heard, last I heard, there are 3.4 million reservations, so you're good to go. (laughs) Perfect. Jonathan, you've been a real gentleman. We appreciate your time. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk great, great Thanks talk. for
4: coming on. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Skip the
8: cookies, just leaves an uh, episode the of the best of. Brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great, cheer, great clips this week from Mo Alexander, be. Doug Sprinthal, it's and Jonathan Scott. Thanks for listening everybody and we will see you next
1: week. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. It's that